ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! I'm Derek. And I'm George. Never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. <laughs> Come on, man. We need to slug away and, and go the 15 rounds. Give it our all. We're outnumbered. This country's in trouble. Me and you are just the kind of guys who can pick you're listening to the Derek and George Live Show. Welcome to the Road Less Travel. There it is. <laughs> I like that. Don't you? That's a good opening. That's a good opening. That just, that just gets the blood pumping, mate. It does get the blood pumping. Hey, it turns up here. Hold on. There we go. All right. Hey, welcome to the Derek and George Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. It is Thursday, January 29th, three days until the Super Bowl. Hey, last week, uh, I'm Derek, this is George right here. Uh, last week, we were talking Super Bowl. It's still deflate gate. It's, it's all that. Last week, I played a little Cialis. Right. <laughs> Well, the hits just keep coming, and I'm not a big SNL fan. I'm not a big Saturday Night Live fan. Never have been. Did were you? Well, I was when it in, in the heyday, seventies. Steve Martin, yeah, Chevy Chase. Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Belushi. John Belushi, the, yeah, the gang. The yeah, gang. that was. Set. But shoot, I no, I haven't watched Saturday Night in a long time. They had a cold opening, and the cold openings are funny. And uh, it was inside the NFL, and they had the Brady Belichick uh, <laughs> interview. Okay. I've cut off the Belichick Brady. If you want to go back and listen to it, it's hilarious. But Brady then brings out uh, the equipment manager, <laughs> and uh, and this that's where it's going to pick up. I think you're going to get a kick out of this because you and I we relate to to what they're doing. So this is a Saturday a Saturday Night Live clip of the equipment manager at the uh, press conference right after, and you're going to hear Brady uh, introduce him. Okay, and for that, I would like to turn it over to the real brains behind our entire operation, <laughs> Assistant Equipment Co-Manager Dougie Spoon. Dougie Spoon. Point instruct you to take air out of those footballs. This man is a saint. Oh, what, well, you think you can do what he does? He has won three Super Bowls, six if you include the losses. This man is a legend, a hero, and one day he is going to be the father of my child. I'm sorry. <laughs> Daddy, we just want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has balls. And those balls have to be inflated by men with pumps. Who's going to do it? You? You, Reporter Weinberg? You don't want the truth, because deep down in places you don't talk about at Super Bowl parties, you want me on that ball. You need me on that ball. Did you deflate the ball? I did the job I was told to do. Did you deflate the ball? You 
That is an excellent question. And of course, absolutely love a, a few good men, and and that's the 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 marquee scene of of a few good men. <laughs> You're damn right, I did. I did what I was told to do. The best line in the whole thing was, "He says man's won three Super Bowls, six if you count the losses." <laughs> Uh, yeah, this Sunday coming up, uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine. Super Bowl Forty Nine. We're gonna get into some birthdays here. We're gonna talk uh, uh, the complete Super Bowl here in a little bit. I'm gonna get your your pick, your score, write them down, see who wins. I told you this last week. I'm not watching it. Gonna read a good book. So anyway, we've got Australian Open. We we were looking at the scores coming up. Anyway, we got some birthdays. And uh, if, if you have never listened to Derek and George before, uh, what the heck's wrong with you? I mean, really, that's the thing. If you haven't listened to Derek and George, you're, and this is your first time, you are in for a treat. A treat. <laughs> church, church. We have Carnival George here. Carney George. <laughs> I like that. Carney George. Carney George is fantastic. He's He's almost like the... I didn't watch it, but I'm sure you were a Johnny Carson kind of guy. What was Johnny his, Carson? What was his name when he put the the thing on his head? That a little the envelope. All wise, all knowing Karnak. Karnak, that yes. was it. Yes. It's much like this. Carney yes. George is is mm. amazing at uh, guessing people's ages. And so what we do is we we go over today's birthdays, and uh, George gets to uh, guess their age. I do not know. Uh, this first person, uh, it was in the robe. Uh, he played, uh, I think Jimbo. You said Samson, so played a lot of uh, in in a lot of those old uh, Bible stories types. A lot of the Bible movies. He, I don't know if you ever saw the robe. I did when I was a small child. His name is. I didn't quite is, understand. It's it. Victor Mature. Is it Victor Mature? I don't know if you know him or not. I do not, but uh, as I recall, was was that uh, the robe uh, Kirk Douglas was in? Uh, Kirk Douglas? Yes. Kirk Douglas? Yes. Nice guess. Okay. Yeah, uh, nice. Well, I, I'm assuming if he's a guy like and Kirk died. Douglas. And he died. He died in 1999. Oh. oh. And so how old do you think he was when he died? I mean, if, putting it just kind of in that genre of... Probably somewhere around, I don't know, I don't know, Kirk Douglas, I don't know. Anyway, you saw the movie. Where do you, where do you think? Oh, you, when he died? No, how old was how he old when was he died? He when he Today's died. his birthday. How old was he died? He, 16 he died. years ago. He was 79 years old. He was 86. Oh. That's a good okay. guess for not knowing. He must have been old in the show. Yeah. Okay, also today, Tom Selleck's birthday. How old is Tom? Oh, that's a tough is, one. This, this is tough. I got. That's a I tough go, one. Uh, that's like trying to guess Kenny uh, Rogers. Magnum PI, and yeah. see, he was a Sackett's, uh, Sackett brothers, Louis L'Amour. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a okay. How old uh, do you think? Because it's some of, some of those uh, some of those Hollywooders age well. Some of them have been all fixed up, stretched their face. Not quite sure uh, how much. You know, it's like guessing how old Cher is. You know. Okay, when Magnum P.I. was... It was in the 80s, wasn't it? Okay, I'm going to place Tom Selleck as being... Yeah, this is a toughie. Tough one for Carney George. What do you think? How old? 70... 
I'm going to put him like Harrison Ford. I'm okay. going to say like, well, a little, maybe a couple of years. I'm going to say 71. Oh, so close. 69. 69. Yeah, good guess. See, I would have never even guessed 69. Well, he, he looks, Except, I, I mean, he's, a, he's an amazing looking you, man for six. I, yeah, I, I, if it, you didn't know when he, when he played in the movies, if you just saw a picture of him and didn't know who he was, right? I would never put him at 69 years old. He yeah. seems like he got to a certain spot and stopped. You know he's in the, he's in, he's on TV now isn't he something Blue Bloods Blue Bloods yes yes yeah Blue Bloods also today is Oprah Winfrey's birthday how oh, old is oh, Oprah see, now I don't have a good pulse on her because I never really watch uh, and she always looks plays parts uh, in the movie so much older you know I mean yeah. she, she she always I'll, I'll go sixty three sixty years old good guess okay. and Congressman Paul Ryan's birthday is today how old is Paul. Oh, see, I don't. Uh, forty-nine years old. He's forty-four. Okay, two years younger than. Well, that's that's five years off. That's that's yeah, yeah. Carney's. I think they would have got a prize for that one. At I think you get a like a little. Yeah, he would have gotten a a little prize. Yeah, he would have gotten a little prize. Anyway, that's Carney George, really good at that. I gave him the maturity of being where he's at. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes, uh, rose high for forty-four in years his old. Career, yep, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, those are the birthdays for today. If it's your birthday today, happy birthday from Derek and George live. Hey, you know, going on in the news today, you look at the things that are that are. We're going to kind of do a, a whirlwind around the news, uh, the newsroom today. I, I've got to ask you this because. This is one of those trap questions. This is one of those, and I follow them, obviously, on Facebook, on, on, on the drudge, on the news uh, that goes around the interwebbery. Uh, you probably don't see the different things, but uh, obviously there's uh, the, the right wing, the left wing, the, uh, the, the, the crazy people out there. And always complaining, we're fighting against each other. And then something happens like this story that just throws everything off kilter and you're not sure where you're supposed to get, uh, where you're supposed to be on this one. Where on the line are you supposed to be? So, I, and when it came up, I thought, God ask Jesus, got to find out what he's thinking on this. President Obama over in Saudi right now giving their condolences from the United States because of the death of King Abdullah, uh, which, by the way, had to throw... I love that name. Yeah, King Abdullah. By the way, wanted to throw this in because I know how much it would get under your skin. Queen Elizabeth is now the oldest ruling, reigning monarch in the world. And I know your love. I I know your love of the British monarchy. I'm a huge queen fan. Anyway... Michelle went over there with him and would not wrap her face, would not wear, um, what's that called, the the, abib or something, the the name of the garment, wouldn't wrap her face. Of course, the laws over there, the Sharia law that that exists over there, as women are supposed to, even, and I know now that Saudi Arabia has, you know, with the foreigners say you have a choice of wearing that or not, but it's a... And it was interesting because now everything's flipped on its end because, to me, everybody who's complaining about Michelle Obama and complaining about President Obama, oh, you go over there and you bow and you do all that stuff and you just lessen what America is. The right-wing people will say that. 
Now it's all flipped. She went over there, basically just said, you know, forget you. I'm not doing it. A little smirk, all that. And the conservative side of of the spectrum doesn't know what to say about it. A lot of them are coming out now and saying, well, you should be at least. I think that's hypocritical. I, I really, uh, this matter. You don't care. I could care less. You could don't care less. It, the Here's fact my thing. She did it. I don't. Um, I'm all behind her on this one. Yeah, I don't. I'm behind her on this one. And and every all the conservatives, especially out there in the talking heads who are saying, well, you know, Obama goes over and he bows to people and we've lost our standing in the United States or in, in the world and and all that. And, and then and then come down on Michelle Obama because she won't wrap her well, face. Well, and that uh, there, there yeah, can be many that. things that you'd say, okay, out of respect for your culture, I'm doing this. Right. I'm bowing. I'm when you're going to some in my custom, it's blah 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 blah. You you, you can say that. Uh uh, I'm all for the statement of, hey, you guys... The, treat- what does covering the face say? Uh, I, I'm assuming that it, it is the sign of humility. It is the sign of of uh, that whole Sharia law of not presenting yourself out there and your feminine attributes. So you wrap yourself in loose clothing. Basically, all you see is the eyes and, and all that. Right. So uh, drawing a rather uneducated guess of what we believe in what she believes that to mean right uh is uh, in a sense rather denigrating to women yeah uh and whether you uh so i i don't no i i could i I'm all, i really could care less i'm all for her on this one i think uh, the statement is you guys in your laws treat women like crap and so forget you uh yeah i think it's yep. kind of a uh, I, I wish her. I'm not going to I wish play her your husband game. had half the uh, In, uh, intestinal, intestinal fortitude, fortitude yes. that uh, that she does. Yes, I thought it was great. I think any conservatives now that come down on her hard are just playing a horrible game, and you make uh, you make us look stupid when you do that. So so knock it off. Uh, the other thing that happened, this was a local thing. We've talked about this on a number of our shows uh, here on The Road Less Traveled. Derek and Jess, we talk about it. You can see that on Mondays on uh, YouTube. The Mickey Awards were this week. Here in La Junta, Colorado, our small town, uh, we have a community theater that you have played an integral part of in, in years past. Well, I don't know integral. I think it's I've been a small part of the years. Yes, yes. And every year they present the Mickey Awards, named for Mickey Miller Knight, who kind of I don't know that you would say founded the Picket Wire, but was instrumental Along in with its other creation. Yes, she instrumental, was driving force, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And there's four shows a year, plus other little things, and they get together just like the Tony Awards and everything. And it's it's fantastic. Wasn't able to go, uh, spend some time with my wife. Uh, we felt like we needed to spend some time. Really wanted to be there, uh, but uh, had some great shows this year. Les Mis. Uh, was was performed, and your son-in-law played Jean Valjean. Uh, Noises Off, which was fantastic. They had uh, Murder Mystery at the Murder Mystery, and Yes, Virginia. Those were the four. And then they they have Best Actor, Best Actor. Les Mis, it's just a complete sweep 
at the Mickey Awards. Your son-in-law won Best Actor uh, for our town this season, past season. You, and you got to be proud about that. I want to give him a little shout out. Yes, to to all the winners and participants. Bravo. But mostly to Joe. <laughs> and Tracy Salzbrenner and and Leanne Roth. Um, just everybody who and it was it was a fantastic season. And next summer going to be doing or this summer coming up, I guess. Uh, the Picker Wires Theater will be doing Into the Woods. Mm. And I know that you're going to participate in that. No. Now, come no, on. God, what? You know, people are dying to see you back the on show. The, I, I couldn't sit through the movie. Really? I, I'm sure that the play is, sure. is different. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. sure it is. Golly, man. What's it going to take to get you back on the on the uh, on the stage? A lot more than into the woods. Come on, okay, all right, big no. guy, give me the name, give me the name. No, let's move on. This the pajama? No, I got you on the spot here now. I'm Oprah Winfrey. I don't know, you I I'm Barbara Walters. I'm Barbara Walters. Tell you one thing: into the woods is not the form. Then give it to me. What is it? Which what? is fine. I don't. I. It what, could be a great show. What could I like, come up? I like seeing them from the. Uh, I I like being involved in the theater from the seats now. From the seats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What well, What's it going to take to get you back up there? Give me Give me your show. Give me your show that says, you know what? They put this on. I'm in. I don't know. Okay, that's not an answer. I'm going to hold you to an well, answer on this. There's got to be one. Okay, let me re reframe the question. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Come on. What takes sh- a lot of work and energy. Okay. What's your dream I like part? to fall asleep reading a book. At what's, night, your, what's your dream part then? Just put it that way. If you had the energy, if you were young again, I mean, what would it, what would it be? What was your dream part? Uh, okay. What is it? You would say, I would love to play. Whatever his name was in Death of a Salesman. I don't have dreams anymore. I stopped dreaming. Captain Ahab. (laughs) You know who I would like to see you Ahab was Moby Dick, though, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, and that was a horrible book. Did you read that book, Jim? (laughs) Oh, that that took forever. Oh, my goodness. What a horrible book. Boy, you are just a... Negative. It, it was. It's like ten thousand pages long, and it was the same page over and over. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, just really, really. Okay. Well, hey, if that's the way you are. That's the way that you are. You just, you just. Uh, I, 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 I just think there are a lot of people that I would. L- Gone with the Wind, Jimbo? Yeah, That's Gone with the Wind. not a play, though. But if they did it as a play, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little past uh, Rhett Butler I could Butler see age. you. Maybe Rhett and I don't Butler's know. I don't know if there's a play uncle. out there. I could see you as Abraham Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. I there's see. probably some, many of the... Uh, what, how many percent? 30, 40% of the people that listen to this show that would like me to play that and go to the theater. <laughs> and go right? to the yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say 40%, but I'd say a solid 32%. Uh-huh. A solid yeah. 32%. Would, yeah, play would, that Lincoln. Go would be the... waiting for the... Four, 
What's that, Jimbo? That's what you need to do. Send us an email at derrickandgeorge at gmail.com, D-E-R-E-K-A-N-D-G-E-O-R-G, derrickandgeorge at gmail.com. Tell us what part you would like to see Big G play here on the stage, new or old. I don't see you anything like rent or anything. I don't see you as a rent kind of guy. Too, no, you're too old rent as a rent. had some some catchy music. I'll, it I'll did. grant it that. I, it did. I watched Rent. I did too. But I didn't watch it on Most stage. of the show, there's a song, How You Gonna Pay Next Month's mm-hmm. Rent. Mm-hmm. And it's like nobody addressed, How about you flipping, get a job, <laughs> and work? That was, yeah, but that missed the whole that point of the show. Come, yeah, okay. So no, I I'm see not. You maybe in the there, book. There, there's some really, and I've been book in some, of Mormon. Some maybe modern. <laughs> maybe, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think of some some uh, modern shows. Uh, no, I'll, I'll tell you what I would like to have the talent to be in. I don't know what mm-hmm. part because yeah. I'm not a, a singing uh, great uh, singer, but. Uh, <clears throat> And, and, and here locally, it'd be very tough because yeah. uh, it's it's predominantly men men kind of show. But yeah, uh, spam a lot would be a fun spam a lot. Have you ever seen spam? I've heard of it. Yeah. I have not seen it. Spam a lot is a Sound, riot on. Sounds, it, it's just it's a, it's a hilarious tasty. show. It's just no, I have not. It, you don't even have to be a huge Monty Python. I watched a little Monty, but it, it, yeah, it, some British humor is. Uh, you it's know, it's good humor, uh, but some of it. Uh, uh, but spam a lot is just a hilarious <laughs> show. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, email us at Derek and George at gmail dot com. What part would you like to see Big G on the stage doing? Uh, it needs to return to the stage. It would be a huge. It would be a huge coup, I believe, for the picket wire to oh, say sure. returning to the stage. Yeah. I would just, I've shared this story with you, and the individual has shared this story with you, a good friend of mine, uh, Harry Marlowe, uh, has said that uh, you played the dentist in um, uh, the Little Shop, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and he said that your, he went and saw that, that your part was the part that encouraged him to enjoy theater, and he actually went back over and over to see you as the dentist. If you've seen Little Shop of Horrors on, in the, uh, on the movie, that was Steve Martin's part. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was it it's just fantastic. <laughs> you were in, uh, he's obviously. Pretty, he's pretty, he's a mean, twisted dude. He is. A, yeah, he is. A, it's fine. You get to be kind of nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yes, I think, I think that you should, you should think about that. Well, see, I've done many, many parts too over the years. Yes, so you have. I, I don't have one set there. Your desire you played, lessons. You played I mean, Bert in Mary Poppins, and from what I understand, it was a very first stage production of Mary Poppins. Yes. yes. Uh, here in La Hunta, Colorado, you played Bert. Yes, I've been in uh, played the lead in in Music Man years ago up in up in yes. Greeley. Weren't uh, you in Joseph Harold Hill? I was Ymir in, in, a, in a production, which was a huge role, which was one of my favorite. Got to wear a turban, look kind of. I was kind of was a that cross the technicolor? Yeah. Ishmaelite and uh, yes, 
What do you think? Very yes. impressive, no? Ah! Yes. Kind of a cross between a, a the genie and the monkey on uh, no, a, Lion King? A, well, what do you think? A, ah, a little very, bit. Yes. And every once in a while, I remember that part. Every once in a while, it reminded me of the genie from Aladdin in your, in your excitement. A little bit, Robin Williams and Genie oh, from well, the Genie from uh, from Aladdin. That's yeah. a huge compliment because I, yeah. I, you know, Robin Williams, I believe, opened up uh, in uh, the uh, with yeah, Aladdin, with Aladdin, kind of the uh, the modernization, the 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 little earthy casual humor yeah. that later developed in the Disney shows. Yes. And I'm I'm sure just uh being around him while he was, he yeah. was doing uh uh the, the voices uh was, it had to be so much fun. It had to be I mean it had to be something and and uh yes, I actually watched on TV the, uh, a while back. Uh oh, did, yeah. Before I forget. Yeah, go ahead. There, there's there's a guy I've seen, and he works for the Spanish network. He's an announcer. His name is... Uh, oh, what, like on Univision? Or? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, uh, super-haired guy. Yes. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. What's his name? Yeah, I don't know oh, what his name anyway, is. Anyway. Yeah? I saw him on... Uh, what was it? Maybe uh, O'Reilly on Fox News or right? something. And his voice... Yes. It's exactly like a voice Robin Williams does for oh, what, what do you uh, oh, oh it, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know I, it, I, I know I, his I, voice. I'm trying to think what but it is it's hilarious listening to that dude. It's like really that's one of Robin Williams' voices. <laughs> I know it's so I love his voices that that he does. We lost him last year and uh, they were showing uh, we Christine and I were watching the SAG Awards and any of the big award shows coming up and of course um when you when you have bigger ones like that, they always go through the the screen show and show you all the people that they've lost during the year. They saved Robin Williams, and Christine and I always say the same thing. When somebody comes up, you're like, I didn't even they died, or oh my gosh, I thought they died ten years ago. So a lot of a lot of people that I knew, and of course, as it goes on and on, you you know more and more people they say Robin Williams to last and and uh yeah lost a lot of people lost a lot of people in the entertainment uh I was upset with that Game of Thrones did not win a SAG award I was upset about I was upset I can't remember what did win but uh Game of Thrones didn't so and really none of the people that I wanted to win won and I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen. I, I, I'm sure that Birdman's probably going to win the... the. Uh, I have not seen that. I have not seen the Birdman. Uh, I have seen I went to a movie this week. So did I, and I'm yeah. going to talk about it. Okay, okay. It's playing... Is, is it the one here in Lahana? I went and saw American Sniper. Okay, so did I. And that's good, because and that's we what we're going to... We didn't even plan that, but that's what we're going to talk about when we come back uh, from our break. I told I told my family... I said we're. I had wanted to see it as soon as it it came out. Oh, uh, you must be an angry man. Yeah, we're going to talk about an angry man. You see that Howard Dean? Howard Dean? Did you see Gary? This guy's a. Yeah. Is he a doctor? Howard Dean, I think so. I think a medical guy. Well, I don't know. I think he's played Operation before. I think he uh, stayed at a Holiday Inn. I'm not quite sure. No, he's Cranium Challenge man. Gary Sinise came back. Michael, we're going to talk about Michael Moore. 
Uh, but we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about this movie, uh, American Sniper, because it's been in the news. It's all over the place. And and I told my family, I said, this is one of those movies that we need to go see. We just need to, you just, and even though it was probably wasn't something that Christine, my wife, would probably go see, we all went as a family to see it. Uh, Jimbo saw it that same night. Uh, just because it's one of those that you need to see. And so we went and we went and we watched it. And we're going to talk about that when we come back, uh, American Sniper with Bradley Cooper um, and all that's going on around the news uh, surrounding this, this movie by Clint Eastwood. So we want you to stay with us on the other side of this break as we talk about the movie American Sniper. Stay with us. You're listening to the Derek and George Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbitrace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbitrace Golf Club a shot, because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one.
listening to Derek and George Live on the Road Less Travel Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Derek and George Live show right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled. <clears throat> I'm Derek. This is George. Jimbo's in the producer's booth. We are going to talk about American Sniper. It's everywhere in the news. It came out, uh, I believe, January 16th. It has set a record for ticket sales, a January movie, which I don't know is probably the best time that you <clears throat> that you come out with movies, I think Christmas time. But January's kind of that. It's always up until the spring. It's kind of tough, starring Bradley Cooper, directed by Clint Eastwood. You went and saw it? Yes. I went and saw it, uh, and so we will talk with some knowledge. And <clears throat> I'm probably going to f- jump up on a high horse and at particular times have to reach over and turn down the microphone as I get angrier and angrier, being an angry viewer as Howard Dean. Here's, here, here's a problem that I have, and probably after this show, especially if – People in the La Junta area listen to this show. Uh, you'll probably be my only friend left. Come to think of it now, I'm pretty sure you're my only friend right now. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Uh, here's here's the one thing that I want to say. A lot of things have been said about it, and a lot of my, a lot of a lot of people that I know have have made this comment and I, I want to make sure that I I don't tap dance around this but I want to make sure that I'm I'm very clear so that uh, people won't misunderstand I think is probably the best uh, way to put it I've had a number of people and and of course this is a everybody's talking about it it's when when you say American sniper you know it that it's a movie you know what it's about but a number of the people that I've I've said you know okay I went and saw it and make the comment of, or ask them do you think you're going to go see it um and then begin on this rant about I'm not going to see this movie because all it does is glorify war and all these uh, all these things. We've seen it from Michael Moore, uh, who came out and said, uh, my father was in World War II or something like that, and I was always I was always taught that snipers are cowards. They shoot people in the back. Uh, Seth Rogen, who is an idiot, uh, came out and and uh, likened it to Inglorious Bastards propaganda movie of the Nazis. It's a propaganda movie for war. Howard Dean came out and said that there are a lot of angry people out there who are going to see this this movie. All three of pretty them, much the way he phrased it was if you if if you're a person that goes to this movie. You're probably an angry person. You're probably an angry person. That's exactly what he said. All three of them have stepped back a tad uh, from their comments. Uh, I know that Howard Dean has has apologized. But here's the thing, and I don't know about Michael Moore, Seth Rogen, but I know Howard Dean, and this is is kind of my point. There's a lot of things that are being said about American Sniper from people who have never seen – American sniper. Yeah, and Dean didn't see it. Yeah, and he said that. I haven't I probably shouldn't have said that. I haven't seen the movie. 
And as soon as uh, Seth Rogen came out, I think uh, Dean Cain came out and, and who used to play Superman on, on TV uh, came out and, and who was a good friend of Chris Kyle's and, and said there's been a, a, a number of letters written and a number of things say. I think my point is this. If, if you have an opinion on war, that's fine. You get to have an opinion on war. Uh, yeah, and from my viewpoint, if you go, mm-hmm. nothing's going to be changed. You're you're not going to. Would yeah. you agree with? I absolutely there, agree. Because every time I've ever watched a war show, yep, I just go, God, what a waste. Yep, what a waste that humanity came to this. Yes, is is the feeling. So yep. the people that say, oh, this glorifies war. No, you. You first of all, you go to the show. I uh-huh. went to it because I had watched interviews with the guy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I appreciate a mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can understand, or I would never be that mentality. Mm-hmm. But he was, and that's what bothers people. He was unrepentant. Yeah. About he's asked about. It. Does that bother you? No. No. Yeah. If I hadn't killed these guys, my guys are dying. Why would I feel bad? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, about it, it, that. Now, Michael Moore is just he he he's just jealous that you know Clint Eastwood actually makes movies that people want to see. And what has Michael Moore ever? And this week, Clint Eastwood came out uh, and commented on that and said, "I'm not quite sure what." Most of the people who are saying this glorifies war hasn't seen they haven't seen the movie. And Clint Eastwood's comment was, in my observation and what I was trying to do with the movie, this is an anti-war movie. It is a perfect example of why we should not have war. It is a perfect example of not not that that we should never have a war. Nobody wants war. Sometimes war is necessary. But to me, it is a perfect example of what happens to people in wartime. The the way that uh, lives are devastated, lives are ended, families are torn apart, and all of the. I, I, I really think that the majority of people miss the point of the movie, at least the point that I that I got. And I totally agree with you. If you are anti-war and you go see this movie, you might be changed. And the only way that you would be changed is you would be more anti-war. The, the, yeah, if you are I, looking for if you are looking for a reason to I listened to a podcast the other day. Just yesterday, as I was as I was getting ready for this show, and it's hard for me to do that uh, to listen to liberal podcasts, um, but I force myself to do it because I get so angry and and it was it was so obvious. This this individual starts out with immediately blaming Bush for this war. Now, he was the president. He's the commander-in-chief. He decided that they were going to do this. If that's blame, then that's blame. Absolutely. The whole podcast was supposed to be about American Sniper. 
And the only thing that had anything to do with American Sniper was that it took place during the Iraqi war. Everything else was the opportunity to blame Bush for why we went in, whether it was a, a breach of international law, uh, whether and, or not it well, was our fault, and, and that's a good, oil. And, well, it was Bush, because did he not call them up and say, hey, would you guys please bomb our trade centers? Absolutely, yeah. That, yeah and he, he did that mm-hmm. uh, when he wasn't president, I think in 93, and said, would you come? Sure, and, and bomb our trade bomb. center again. And I think, uh, I think Thomas Jefferson did yeah. that in, yeah. in uh, absolutely. 1795, said, hey, would you guys... that Call us infidels. Yeah. Would you guys uh, keep robbing our boats? Yeah. Yep. You know, people like that, they're just and that's why I say intellectual uh, infants. And yeah. And so it, this show, the one, one of the things that it did was it gave opportunity to everyone. If you, are, if you are against that, if you are a Bush hater, if you are a war hater, this movie gives you the opportunity to just go nuts. If you are an individual who <clears throat> supports the war um, and, and, and really is a person that wants to bring or shine a light on what happens to our veterans and their families, this show is an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, for you. Um, you had mentioned that you went, to the, you went and watched it because – you had seen interviews with with Chris Kyle. Well, yeah, and then and, and and then I thought it so, and I've talked about this with my wife. It, it seems uh, very strangely ironic with a lot of men and women that put themselves in harm's way that ultimately what takes them out of mm-hmm. this world is something very bizarre or strange, like. Uh, you know, a, a pilot that is taught aeronautics and mm-hmm. been in major battles yep. comes home and is driving home and he's yep. killed by a drunk driver. Yep. Or uh, just those things. And here Chris Kyle was killed by one of his own uh, that was, that you was know, mentally suffering. disturbed. Yeah. And that he and was of course trying the, to help. The trial goes on. I will tell you this. Christine, we weren't two blocks away from the movie theater driving home. And and she said she we were and and of course driving home, uh, at first it was very quiet in the car. We were processing the movie, and she said, "What a waste!" And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what she was talking about, and so my hackles got up a little bit because I was ready to to defend the movie because I wasn't sure where she was going. I wasn't sure what she was thinking. I said, "What do you mean?" And she said. What a waste that that people go over there and they go through all of that and they survive and come home and die in such just nonsensical ways. It's just yeah. and it it really was. I took my son uh, because I wanted him to see it, <clears throat> and then to tell you the truth, uh, because I I I did say that and I do believe this that this is one of those movies that that affects and drives a social conscience. Uh, the social conscious of uh, and, and so what I did was I asked Jacob yesterday. I said, "You've got a Solo and Hutch show coming up, which is one of our shows. It's a teenage show. It's with my son and his friends uh, on Saturday evening at uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, right here on on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled." And I said, 
I will pay for you to take Jeremy, who is solo, and whoever else wants to go to go see this movie and then talk about it on Solo and Hutch because I'm, I was so curious about what 17 and 18-year-olds thought about it. And Jacob had made the comment. He said, that'd be a great show because for the majority of their life, this war has been going on. I think Jacob was seven, you know, when in, well, he was five when the towers were bombed. And now he's 18 years old. So for 13 years, there has been this idea. And I wanted to know. So they went and saw it last night. And they'll be talking about it on the Solomon Hutch show because I, I thought, but it does drive a social conscious. I wanted to ask you right at the beginning, though, as a moviegoer, just as a moviegoer, did you like the movie? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Oh, I... Did you enjoy watching it as a, as a movie? When you were done, yeah, did you well, say to well, yourself, and, and yeah, what a waste of this even like, uh, like, well, I, understand I, I really nobody... quite enjoy... Mel Gibson's uh, uh, Passion we were, of the Christ. Yeah. You enjoy what well, this? This was a. Yeah, I, I'm not talking uh, about the from what I now. from what I know of Chris Kyle and what his family said about the movie. Mm-hmm. There is Bradley Cooper did an excellent job gi- giving us the essence, if you can, in two hours of what Chris Kyle was about. Yeah, uh, and I I went to the show to see. I like what moves people. What and and mm-hmm. whether whether you personally uh, believe in God, how important God is in your life. You can be a person that doesn't believe in God. You can be an atheist, and God can use you. Now, I'm not right. saying Chris Kyle was, but no, I Chris like Kyle what, was a Christian. I, yeah, I like what the moves people. Yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. and. I but I like what moves people and I what compelled me with him and I like the simplicity that he had in his mind. Mm-hmm. It takes me to uh one of my favorite movies, The Untouchables, right. when Elliot Ness, played by Kevin what are Costner, you prepared to do? <laughs> he, he he killed the guy that came in and, and he is all you know, and Sean Connery, I believe, was eating an apple or whatever he's right. doing, and he said, "You know, uh, it, 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 well, I killed him. It, would you rather it was you?" Yeah, yeah, right. Well, no. Well, you've done your job. Then you go home and sleep, sleep well. Yeah, and, and and that's yeah what it is. Now, whether you believe we should be there or not, you can go on. Everybody on all sides can go and take things, for, and you Absolutely. learn from it. Doesn't mean right. you're supporting Bush's war, you're going to see, and like you said, to see, uh, uh, get a little taste. You know, some of us have had family that have come mm-hmm. back and have, have served over in the in in the Gulf Wars mm-hmm. in a sense, and, and we kind of know that, but you, you get to see that in a cinematic version of, of, of this and, and see what, what propelled this guy Come on, man. Four tours? Yeah. Four tours? Four tours. Yeah. And he was haunted. He was haunted. Mm-hmm. And as I gathered, I was a little, I didn't quite, the nemesis, the assassin Mus- on the Mustafa? other side. 
was now was Mustafa was the Arab that yes. had been was a I, I believe by a, birth a Syrian. He was right? Syrian, yeah. That uh, was in yeah. had won or competed in the, in the Olympics. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 I think this is obvious. As with any movie, there is there is poetic license taken. And I, I know that a, a lot of people want to nitpick about, well, this couldn't have happened or this, this happened in the wrong order. That, there's no doubt to that. And, and I asked myself uh, one question uh, when, I, when I went. What am I expecting to get out of this? And when I left the theater, asked myself the same or a different question was, what do I do with what I've just learned? Or just what I, what I have just seen. Um, there were a couple I thought very poignant, point, lots of neat uh, thinking point ideas, uh, scenes in the movie. But there were two that struck me that I think I will remember the most. Um, that really encapsulated the movie for me. And it was the second time that he scoped the little boy that picked up the RPG. Not not the beginning of the movie, although that was tough. And if you haven't seen uh, 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 American Sniper and, and you don't want to know anything about it, then probably uh, you want to turn down your, your computer or something because there aren't any real spoilers in this because it's a true story you can go and see. But when he when he scoped that one out and, and targeted that one out and and made that made that choice that he that he had to make or or didn't have to make uh, that was a that was to me that encapsulated the whole thing because it really was the idea of don't pick that up don't pick it up put it down put it down because you knew that if he didn't put it down he would shoot him um and i thought they did a good job of showing how he how relieved he was that he didn't have to the one part in the movie that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you caught it, I don't know, or maybe, or made the connection, and maybe the connection isn't there, I just made it. At the very end, when they're trying to get out, and he's running through the sandstorm, and he's reaching out, he gets on the truck, he turns around, and he had dropped his gun, and he had dropped his, his Bible. Do you remember that part? No. Yeah, it was the part. And it turned around, and the, and the scene shot to the to his his sniper rifle, laying there with the Bible beside it. Um, and it took me. And I thought the first thing that came back was the beginning of the movie. Do you remember what his father told him when he was hunting? Oh, uh, don't ever leave your rifle in the dirt. Oh, yeah. And that's that's exactly what he had just done. Um, with the idea of that's what ended his tours, that was kind of the the signature thing. Was uh, I think in the dust? If I if 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 I saw that, I, I didn't. Yeah. Because it at was, the end, it shoots it, it shoots back and shows that he had dropped it right next to the little Bible that he that he had carried all the time. And so, what did you come away with? From the movie, obviously, everybody is sitting in those chairs with different thoughts, different ideas, different opinions about 
whether we should have been there, whether we shouldn't have been there, whether killing is right, whether what he was doing was glorifying killing or not. Everybody's got a different, um, and it all depends on where you're watching it. La Hunta is pretty much a conservative. Well, I, I don't I don't think any normal human being uh, likes to see or no. sees killing or feels, I don't feel that this at all promoted uh killing no it to me it showed just like many war movies do just the the horrors of war and what should trigger everybody is is how did we get here well we knew mm-hmm. why we got there but how did we get here why why is mankind here right well and I know why we're there. Mm-hmm. And I and try, but are are we going to be over there having to use snipers and kill people if the Islamic Muslim radical jihadists would stop killing people? And cutting their heads off yeah. and running planes into their right into, into our people and killing our people. No, yeah, Americans are pretty peace-loving people. And here's here's the one thing that I got out of it as I discussed it with other people who were anti-American sniper, anti-war, anti. And I'm not sure where the disconnect comes about. So maybe you can help me with it. Maybe one, uh, I'm sure that it is born out of my idea of American exceptionalism. I'm sure it is born out of my patriotism. I'm sure that it that it seeps out from my service in the military. Um, But for some reason, there is a disconnect and a disbelief and a discontinuity between a statement that I would make, and I believe that Chris Kyle made, and I believe that a number of people make, when we say that we send men and women out into this world to protect our freedoms, our rights, our people, and when people say, and I believe it, the idea of Chris Kyle and those men were doing what they were doing, and women, uh, you know, were doing what they were doing so that you can sleep peacefully in your bed. They go over and they are forced to kill so that they can protect their brothers. And so people don't come over here, or those same people don't come over here and kill you. And there is a disbelief. From Michael Moore's uh, comment came a a letter uh, written by a Green Beret sniper named Brian Sykes. And, of course, uh, all of us know that um, Michael Moore made that comment about them being cowards. And I want to read Sykes' letter. Uh, and it says, good afternoon there, sweetheart. This is to Michael Moore. <laughs> I hope this finds you alive and well. You can thank our men and women in the armed forces for that, by the way, and that also includes us cowardly snipers. 
He went on to conclude that Moore found time between licking the jelly off his fingers and releasing his grasp of a bear claw to opine <laughs> on the subject, criticizing his use of decade-old anecdote to make this tenuous point. Tenuous point. And this is what he says. This is Sykes writing. It's typical of men like you, he wrote, to criticize the intestinal fortitude, the focus, the discipline, and patriotism of a sniper. It must stem from an inferiority complex or something. And in the end, he goes on uh, to say, we snipers are thick-skinned, and the efforts of world-class turds such as yourself to portray us in a negative light only makes us laugh. And he says, if more happened to be in a life-and-death situation necessitating the intervention of a skilled sniper, Sykes wrote that he would likely welcome the assistance because he says, because knowing how you feel about snipers such as myself and your hatred of, for, of firearms, I'd probably drop the mag, roll the bolt, and go get a Jack and Coke before helping you out. Um, and Yeah, I was going to say, how many? I wonder how many snipers there are around our country, in our country, mm-hmm. on uh, police department SWAT teams, oh, SWAT teams around absolutely. the uh, around the country amazing number yeah that have no doubt saved countless number of of innocent lives yeah. taken hostage by men uh with an ability uh to minimize loss of life yeah and i think once again and and i will say this um american sniper the movie has given the opportunity for individuals all around our country to weigh in on their beliefs of what war is, uh, their belief, uh, either their hatred or their love of of country, of President Bush, of President Obama, of whatever. But I would I would say I would say this that sadly the point has been missed of what American sniper is truly about. Well, and I, I think that's because. Mankind now in our country, we've allowed ourselves partisanship uh, trumps patriotism these mm-hmm. days on your on your beliefs. Sadly, uh, sadly enough, and I've never viewed somebody that is a pacifist for religious or whatever reasons. You don't think we should be at war? Uh, I understand that. Sure. I I despise uh, the thought of war. The very Absolutely. fact we have to be there, but. My nature is geared such that I feel a passivity in foreign affairs ultimately uh, causes more loss of life. Uh, World War II being the classic example of mm-hmm. of how many millions of people worldwide died in that uh, during that period. Mm-hmm. That if we had engaged an enemy sooner. And hindsight's great, but had we engaged sooner, how many millions could have been saved that were, right. were not? So I and I understand that I'm not going to say because you believe or uh, that that we should not be in war that you are not a true patriot. You certainly can be, but you can go to this movie if you are a pacifist and gain gain great insight on yes, war is still horrible. But you know what? I'm glad there are men like Chris Kyle and others that are willing to 
to take up that mantle. Now, what I I happen to be a little leery of is is the same thing that our our military is always the very thing that makes us strong makes us weak in the sense that you get the wrong politicians behind the machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm you taking. Got a, yeah. You got a tough gig. I'm taken back to, and we opened it up as as a funny on Tom Brady, but I'm taken back uh, to to the speech of Jack Nicholson um, in, in a few good men, uh, and that's a, that's the classic one, uh, the classic lines that he says. But the the real point I think of of his soliloquy there is that it was absolutely true that there are, and you can change the wording. There are borders. There are people that need to be protected. Who's going to protect them? You pacifist? No. You anti-war person? No. Because deep down in places that we don't talk about, that people don't want to admit, you want someone like Chris Kyle to take that shot, the sheepdog. You, the sheepdog. You need Chris Kyle to take yeah. that shot. I, I, I love, I, I loved his father's simplistic analogy yeah. of, of that. Yeah, and it's of the sheepdog. That, and that's, and, that's, just and that's, common. and I absolutely think that that is true. That deep down in places where people don't want to admit it, you have to have. We have to have people like that who can do that and it, to to keep us safe because what people don't come up with and what people won't give me a straight answer for is my question of if we pull back if we don't advance the fighting if we don't go over there to kill and rather wait for them to come to us what is this world going to be like because sooner or later, Chris Kyle has to take that shot, or you have to. Which one would you rather it be? Right. And they they can't answer that. Um, I, I'm and, and really the thing that I got, I thought back to Mel Gibson's movie We Were Soldiers. It's it's from How uh, How Moore's book uh, We Were Soldiers Once and Young, and the lines that they say at the end that are written in the book. Um, when they come back and they said, we were sent over to fight by politicians and by people who have never fought wars, who are planning uh, and, and telling us as a military what to do. And the line was this. In, in the end, we didn't fight for our country. We didn't fight for our flag. We didn't fight for people. In the end, we fought, we fought for, for each, each other. other. Yeah. And that's what people miss is that camaraderie of the protection of the brotherhood of that man that is sitting in the foxhole with you or because to me, that was a main point of American sniper because one in the end, Chris Kyle was not haunted by who he killed. He was haunted by who, the, who he didn't, who and he didn't his, and, his brothers the, got, yeah. and his brothers yeah. that he couldn't save more of his brothers. And so the mindset and I think that threw people off because, like you said, he what he was he, he didn't he, he didn't. They wanted Chris Kyle to be haunted by by because he, he even told his yeah. son. Oh, that's he told his son. It's an amazing thing to stop something's heart, mm-hmm. you know, and. 
and I think people look at it and say, "Oh, he's just glorifying killing." To to those who have who have who say that and have not seen the movie, um, you are speaking out of turn. And go this, see the movie. Isn't this movie? Uh, this is based off of. Did he not write a book? American with Sniper. Two or three friends. It's the one, I that, Jesse, it's it's the the one, one. that Jesse Ventura sued him. Right. And then he, he died. He had apparently knocked Jesse okay. down in a bar because he was bad mouthing Navy SEALs. And Jesse's a Navy SEAL uh, as well. And uh, the claim was that he had knocked him down. Jesse said, You didn't suit him. And then Chris Kyle was killed and he continued to sue his wife and won for $1.8 million. And the majority of the United States turned on Jesse Ventura. The rest of the people who hadn't already turned on Jesse. Um, turned on him, but yes, that was the that was the you know, and Jimbo was saying it and recognized it in his theater, and and I recognized it in mine as well. That in the end, when they were playing, they they play live footage of some of the the right. motorcade and the funeral that was held yeah, at, that was at cool. the stadium and in Dallas. Um, it, it, the the theater was very quiet, mm-hmm. and oh, people yeah. left. Very quiet. Oh yeah. Um, there was a a realization of something with some weight of solemnity has just occurred, and people then were forced to leave and think, "What did I just see? And how does it affect?" Glenn Beck wrote something, and then we'll we'll go on to the Ask George question. Uh, Glenn Beck wrote a piece that he went and saw it with his daughter. I do not know how old his daughter is, but they also sat beside, because they're friends with her, they sat beside Taya Kyle, Chris Kyle's wife. I don't know how you sit beside her and watch that movie, uh, but they did. And afterwards, they were behind the theater, and his daughter was, was crying. And she asked him this question. What do we do now? I mean, what... What can American Sniper teach us? And 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 again, it's it's another war movie, not unlike We Were Soldiers, not unlike Saving Private Ryan, not unlike any other war movie. That after watching this, what do we learn? And I think if you are so engaged and so uh, narrow-minded in your beliefs to come away with this is just another example of how we why we shouldn't have gone into Iraq then you in my opinion you miss the point of that show and and I'm still struggling with what what do we do now because in my opinion things like what we've seen have to happen and they will always happen. War has been waged since two men picked up sticks. And it will continue to be waged because there are walls and those walls need to be protected. To to be naive enough in our world to say, wouldn't it be great if all war would just end? And really think that that can happen, I believe... Well, doesn't doesn't help the the problem anybody at all. that's gone to public school that that's what I don't understand is I don't under, understand uh, I understand a pacifist I I, yeah, I see that absolutely. and I understand the purity of 
the belief. But in 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 using Chris Kyle's father's view of of mankind being either the wolf, the sheep, mm-hmm. and the sheepdog, and the sheep what dog, are you yeah. going to be? If you went to public school, you saw that from from you know first grade on up. Mm-hmm. There's they're the bullies. Mm-hmm. They're going to prey on the weak, mm-hmm. and until one of the sheepdog, the good guys. Calls them out and stops them. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. It happens, like you said, since there were two yeah. of us. Yep. It just unfortunately, that's the way we are. Right. And there's in our viewpoint, you and me. Yeah. There tends to be less of that in our country than over in northern Africa mm-hmm. and the Mid East, where people have a very intolerant view of how we all should right. live and want to enforce that on others. And they've been doing it since yeah. man was like, we tend to think, oh, it's since 9-11, all this stuff. This, get, no. this, it's been, no, it's this been was going on. on when we started our country. We've That's been, right. We paid ransom to Islamic terrorists. That's and right. we found out, I believe it was maybe Madison that uh-huh. started not doing that. Right. Hey, we can't we can't keep no. paying blackmail money right. to these guys because they don't live up to their word. They right. said they'd stop right, and so people they they act like this is new, right? And, and it's and it's not, and and we're we're just uh, I don't know. Yeah. I I, and I, I I wonder what I take out of it too. I but I people should. Should go and see, not absolutely. to reinforce, but to 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 see. I, I yeah, think anybody right. that thinks that glorifies anything, you look. There's a bunch of dead people, both sides. It's it's ugly. Yeah, yeah. And I I can't I, I can't stomach the fact. And I'm not coming out against against video games. I I think I just really can't. I can't figure out how an individual can say, I won't go and see this movie because I won't participate in something that glorifies war and then sits and plays hours and hours of video games where they do nothing but rip people's heads off and, and, yeah. and kill people and shoot. Now, I enjoy, yeah. I like your take on, on the, uh, you know, they, they, they play up the religious, the, the bar, well, what would Jesus do? What would, uh, Jesus on, do? would he be shooting, you know, and, and Chris Kyle had said, I'm going to meet my creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With no regrets. With, with, nothing, with yeah. no regrets mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, and, and that's a sign a guy knows where he's at right, wrong. Now, now right. the, the, the left side say, well, that's, that's as bad as our Islamic ter- the the G you know he's he's all fanatic yeah and and they 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 play the what would Jesus do well what would Jesus do yeah and, you know you and look I think, and say okay this life here is going to be lost right but it's going to be saved it's going to be saved if this life is gone that's exactly and that's my point that was the thing that I said to Christine. I said, you know, you look at it and say, well, what will the American people think? And my, my answer would be this. In the beginning of the movie with, with the little boy who's throwing the, the mortar shell, and you saw the, you see the explosion, and it didn't, 
how many people would that have? How many of of our soldiers would that have killed? Let's just say it would it would have killed killed four or five. And and because of what Chris Kyle did, even though that life was taken, four or five of our um, military members were saved. Multiply that by the number of kills that that they was attributed to to Chris Kyle, 150 some kills. Then go back home and stand on American soil and ask the families of those military members who returned because what, a, because what Chris Kyle had the intestinal fortitude and the focus and the willingness to do. Ask them yeah. if that's worth it. Right. And until you can do that, shut up. That's my point. We're going to go on to the Ask George question. Uh, we have an idiot from uh, New York. <laughs> New York. And I'm only, say- yo, yo, I'm yo. only saying that, and you'll see that. With the- I'm just returning the, the nicety that, no. that he, I, I'm assuming it was. Yo, a- is his name Vinny from I was New assuming York. It, I'm assuming it's a term of endearment, uh, so that's why I'm sharing it. Oh, he's called us idiots. He, he has. Oh, Brad from New York. By golly, it. he's got a question for George. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. We're trying something new out here for the for the little bits that we record here on YouTube. Got a new screen here in our studio. So I'm gonna pop up uh, the actual question right here so that you can see it. Um, and and uh, uh, here it is. Wow. Uh, he's, uh, Brad from New York starts out, uh, "Hey, idiots!" <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, cool. Just, uh, why do you guys consistently back the wrong horse? You right wing nut jobs are haters, plain and simple. You have no compassion and love war. Uh, question: What screwed up thing happened when you guys were kids to expletive up your brain? Brad from New York. Well, Brad, (laughs) you've won the prize for outstanding questions, if there is one in there. Uh, Brad Uh, from New York. Brad from New York. So Let's see the question in there. Why do you guys consistently back the wrong horse? Yeah. Well, I've never been – I have not been good at the track, Uh, (laughs) Brad. uh, Just poor judgment. I've gone twice to the Des Moines horse horse racing. Did you win any money? No, I lose. I you just I lost that. They lost the horse. Uh, back the wrong horse once again, did you? Back the wrong you? horse. You right-wing nutjobs are haters, plain and simple. That's not a question. That's yeah. You have no and compassion love. and love war. I love war. Did it? Did yeah. I sound like a man just love war? Yeah. yeah. Okay, question. Here's what the question. screwed up thing happened when you guys were kids to okay, F, F up your brain? F up your okay. brain. Well, uh, I was raised by a two-parent home. <laughs> it happened to be a man and a woman. Huh, that's probably the first thing. I went to church. I went to church. That would be the second thing that screwed up my brain. My parents uh, taught me good and bad. I was taught to uh, respect uh, respect elders, Ten Commandments, and that. So, Brad, to show compassion, we're going to do a fundraiser for you. (laughs) It's called the Help Brad Get a Brain Transplant. We're going to go for our first brain transplant. Ooh, Brad. Brain brain transplant right uh, here on Georgia. Brad obviously is cranium challenged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, very little on any yeah. question of philosophy, right? Right? You know, right. trying to come together. This, this is a, he's he's a class, classic left 
Lefter uh, really? calling me a right you, wing. I like, but yeah. they got to find out something. You guys get better. Right wing nut, nut jobs. jobs. That right. is, I think that actually, I, I think I saw something that, you know how Webster's Dictionary always puts in a slang. Yeah, what is nut job? A, a right wing nut job is now an acceptable term. That and it get it only gets that way when a term is used so oftenly and and uh, so often and so frequently that people immediately understand the connotation of it. So I think right wing oh, nut yeah. job um, okay. is, is I, an I, understood I get the connotation. Term. What yeah. we're also but besides getting Brad a brain transplant, Uh-oh. we also want to get him a thesaurus, a special gift. We want to Brad. Call in. your English yeah. horizons. Call in within no, the next 20 minutes. No, I don't need to raise yeah. money for that. I'll personally, he gets me the brand. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a thesaurus so a you thesaurus. can expand your language, yeah. Brad. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't get past the eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know New York schools are tough, pal. They, yeah. Uh, well, Brad. They're, they're struggling. Brad. Struggling all over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess those would be my things that screwed me up. I was loved by a two-parent family. Yeah. I uh, grew up in a small rural town. Yeah. Uh, and and the reason that I, I chose... I had a job when I was nine years old. Yeah. Uh, worked uh, uh, summers. The, and, yeah. And, uh, the reason that I chose this is because I, I knew we were going to... Well, I didn't know that you had seen American Sniper, but I wanted... I was going to talk about that, and I knew we were going to talk about war, and so I, I specifically... Look through our uh, bag of mail to find something that was probably antagonistic to our. And I, I came across this one. And what's interesting to me is that Brad somehow connects. And I think this is very enlightening. And I think it's, it's absolutely indicative of, of some people on the left that something had to happen to us when we were kids to somehow. Uh, love war and and uh, hate people that 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 yeah. somehow this and we were raised by I, I was raised by parents that uh, you know we 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 were in a camp. Hey, were yeah. your parents uh, were your parents or did you know uh, well, if your parents were Democrats or Republicans? Well, they my my mom told me they both voted for JFK. Sure, uh, which I think probably everybody that, did. <laughs> Democrats were actually kind of Democrats back sure. then. Sure. Instead of left-wing nut jobs, Brad, yo! Yo, Brad, you know, kind of left-wing nut jobs. The other thing that I can't... Do uh, you ever notice all the haters of us come from New York? We are not well-received. Maybe upstate. Yeah. I don't know. Can you imagine living in New York? Oh, my God. I think this is somewhere down, in, and it doesn't say New York, New York, but I think there was an... There, there was an understanding, but we have a lot of people who don't, and I don't know why we're not well received in yeah. in in downtown New York or uh, you know around the Broadway area. Right. And now I, I just I, don't know. I will say I don't know who my parents voted for in '64. Uh-huh. Whether it was uh, LBJ, uh, LBJ, or uh, uh, the guy from I think it was Arizona who uh, do, Mill Dewater. Uh, oh, oh, uh, what's his name, Jim? Uh, in '64, yeah. Who, who ran against LBJ it, it in '64? Uh, B- Barry Goldwater, Goldwater. I yeah, think. Goldwater. Goldwater. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if it's Goldwater. Uh, I think, like many people, my my parents were probably uh, started. You know, like Reagan said, when you're 
generally when you're young, you're a Democrat. Yeah, right. You haven't gotten any sense yet. And sure. When you're older, you become a Republican. That's right. Kind of because you. Yeah. You just get more logical. Right. Right. But uh, no, so, and we weren't a very political. I mean, politics was not uh, the the war. Uh, the Vietnam War, once again, my my parent, I felt, you know, we supported the troops, but it was very open. There were people that supported the war and did not support the war. Right. I didn't understand. I was young enough. Uh, I believe I was uh, 10 years old, probably, right. when my buddy lost his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's when you really, you're, you're well, what's it all about? Right. And I think there was a difference, and, though, because I think there really is a difference when you look at it and, and the way that people interpret it. I, I think not being around, well, just being born after in, in the midst of, of Vietnam, there was this idea of I can support the troops. It, it's not that I don't support war. It's There was a lot of, of uh, displeasure with how the war was being waged. Well, the decisions that were how yeah, and, we're and not fighting like we classic, should. Yeah. Vietnam was a classic example of uh, of a military hand tied. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And 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 I think that that was half thing. Now I will say that many protesters, of course, uh, lashed tons of disrespect on the Vietnam. Uh, war veterans when they came home. Now, not in my state. Colorado's been stand, you know. I mean, right. But you get the some of the liberal mechas. Oh, you and, and you know many of these are guys that if you didn't sign up and go co and fly to Canada, mm-hmm. you got the wrong number. You're going. It's right. not like today. Right. If you're yeah. over there, you volunteered, man. You're, you volunteered you're there. to do it. That's right. Some of these poor guys. Hey, you got a number. You're going to the line. Yeah. You're fighting in a war you you mm-hmm. may have many questions about. Uh looking back, uh yeah, I I I found that war to uh, I my my words would be just what Christine had said. Mm-hmm. Uh uh what a waste most war is. And and I tend to be probably even less so than you. I would hold out longer on I look because it it's the the death has hit me me personally i i look would i be would i be ready to be my buddy's parents mm-hmm. if i had a kid am i ready to have a kid in a box and say this engagement was yeah. worth it when it came to 911 and the aftermath i believe you go in heavy and hard and you do that on a limited scope. You don't tell anyone what that scope or time is. You don't tell your enemies we're going to be out in a year or two, whatever. You go in hard, and then you get out. You, uh, yeah. Now, I, I will say I, I think all the gains from Iraq were is sadly let go because mm-hmm. it's an area that we could could right. have a base and have – intelligence eyes and ears and there's a day coming now with the 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 jv team that our president calls isis yeah that uh, there there will be a, a big day of reckoning in the future i yeah. fear and, and i think that that's uh, we got to run here and i think that's that's so good because people have asked me that okay then derek what's your idea of war and having been in the military and and no knowing history and and what what happened in 
in Vietnam and those types of things. My, my, my war mentality is very simple, and it's a lot like yours, the idea of, of you go in and you do. But my mentality is basically this. You go in as quickly as you possibly can, and you hit them so hard that they don't ever, ever want to get up again. And if you let them back up, they'll continue to bite at your ankles. My answer to this is very simple. Because I was 12 years old, and I know exactly what happened. And if I look back at it, it was the beginning. What screwed up, or what screwed up thing happened when yeah, I was a kid? Up in your brain? To, 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 to F up my brain? Very easy. Ronald Reagan was elected. 1980. That's what it did. That's when it started. So, Brad, well. don't blame me. Blame big old Ronald Reagan. That was that was it. That began my uh, my really love of of what he did. So you know, Brad, I don't know. Brad, tear down your brain. <laughs> oh wait, wait, <laughs> you've done that already. That's Brad. exactly right. And Brad, we want to thank you for writing. You can write uh, George and ask him a question. Just go on DerekandGeorge.com, dot com. Click the Ask George button. And uh, thank you so much, Brad. I'm not sure whether Brad would really appreciate. Uh, or buy into the story that you're selling, but by golly, that's his story, and he's sticking to it. That's my story. Oh, that's my story. Well, I ain't got a witness, and I can't prove it, but that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Always cracks me up how the uh, the left people always well, uh, they always connect that where. Right wing nut jobs are haters, plain and simple. Haters and then they go on to just say hateful things and, about and, it. And, it doesn't. I just I don't get it. Vanity and just saying yeah, bad Brad, things. Yeah, Brad. What's the hell about? I don't get that. Why we're trying to take a road that says, you know, I yeah. understand if you despise war. I despise it too. I don't think. Uh, but you Brad, know, we're we're confused we by your words. To, <laughs> hey, we gotta go. We're out of time. You've been listening to the Derek and George live show. Go see American Sniper. Uh, it's it, and and I totally agree with you. It's not going to change your mind. It might, but it's not going to be. But I don't think that's the reason that you're supposed to go. Go and see it. And until you do, keep your mouth shut about the movie. If you don't like war, say you don't like war. But don't say you don't like war because American Sniper is out in theaters. It just makes the American people, and, 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 and if you're one of them, you're representing us, and when you do that, you make us all look stupid. Stop it. Yeah, That's all you I know, have to say. I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't say. think I've... I, I've never... And I grew up around uh, World War II guys. Yeah. That's my father's yeah. genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's, I, it's, I, I've never in my life heard a veteran... Say he liked war. Yeah, yeah, yep. And when you when people attribute that to veterans, uh, again, y- you sound stupid. We're all about helping people not sound stupid. So check us out every Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. I'm Derek. This is George Jimbo's in the producer's booth. We want to thank you for listening. Uh, go outside. It's going to be nice. Well, it's going to be a little bit uh, colder than it was today, but if it's nice out there, even if the sun is, is out and there's snow everywhere. We've been in the 70s, baby. It's been incredible. Right here in Lahana, Colorado, sun's out, guns out. God bless. <laughs>